The closing verses of today's gospel are like the warm hug from Jesus that we all need in the midst of this crazy, chaotic, ever-changing, super busy, frantic, frenetic world. Come to Jesus, rest a while, let him sort it out, and it won't seem all as hard as it might do right now. That's what we all need, isn't it? Right? Well, not me. My initial reaction to this passage was, come on, who has time to stop at the moment? Doesn't God realise what a logistical nightmare running any type of organisation is at the moment? Rest, schmest, I'll rest when we get through this. Now, I know this is not a godly reaction. And I do promise I am trying to take some windows of downtime where and when I can. But interestingly, this is not what this passage is about. Like much of Scripture, we need to dig a little deeper to uncover the truth for our time that we find in the original context of this passage. This passage is about a different type of rest. Active rest. We all need sleep. Most people think that when we sleep, we don't do anything. We just lie there and give everything a break. I certainly thought like that before I carried out some extensive research. By extensive research, I mean Googling what happens when we sleep. Interestingly, when we are in REM sleep, the deepest form of sleep, our heartbeat actually increases. Breathing becomes shallow, eyes move rapidly, and dreams are most vivid. Our brain waves actually resemble those during waking hours. We sleep to grow taller, to slow the ageing process. I obviously need more sleep at the moment than I usually do. We sleep to heal. Sleep may feel like a passive part of our life, but it's actually incredibly active. Biologically, we actively rest. To be honest, the idea of active resting suits me perfectly. I find it difficult to sit quietly and reflect. I'm not, by nature, a contemplative personality. I'm more of an active personality. I get the most out of life when I'm on the move, when I see God at work in the actions of life, and not just in the quiet times. But we are all different. Some with active personalities like mine, others with more contemplative personalities. But regardless of what type of personality you have, I do believe that our Christian faith calls us all to the practice and principle of active resting. The simple reason we need to actively rest is that sometimes we get stuck, almost paralysed by inaction, indecision, circumstance and experience. Have you ever had the feeling that you just can't go on? or that you've lost control, or that you're so overwhelmed by a situation you can't seem to move through it. In this season, I've personally experienced and spoken to many others who've had the experience of becoming paralysed by what we cannot do, that we can't mobilise ourselves or be mobilised by others to consider what we can actually do. Active resting helps us become unstuck. Jesus explores this idea of being stuck when he says to the crowd, we played the flute for you 
and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. This odd little passage doesn't make a lot of sense on its own. But what Jesus is illustrating is that some of the people who have heard and witnessed both his and John the Baptist's ministry had become so stuck by the law that they had not been able to respond, just like children pretending to be at a wedding and some not being able to join in the dance or pretending to be at a funeral and not being able to mourn. Again, these people, likely the scribes and Pharisees, had become paralysed by the way the law has governed their everyday life, that they have been stuck when it comes to responding to God's word. Not being able to respond to God because of the way the rules and regulations were interpreted and carried out wasn't just a problem for the Jews at that time. It can also be a problem for us. We can get so caught up in the way we think things should be, our own personal doctrine of what is right, wrong, acceptable, unacceptable, that we get stuck in that mindset, that we miss God's call to see the needs of others and actually see and hear what God is doing in the world. Many of us have been stuck in a mindset of what church is and should be during these challenging times. I know that many seem unable to engage with the idea that church is anything other than turning up to a building at a particular time on a Sunday. Being stuck in this mindset can paralyze us from responding to God's call to be the church we are called to be for the benefit of others. In these times, right now, and if we don't do that, we aren't actually the church. In Jesus' time, the law had become a heavy burden on the people. Not because of the law per se. Rather, that particular interpretation and practice of the law. Stuff that excluded people from meals because they were ritually unclean. Placed restrictions on the Sabbath that ignored human need. Was zealous about tithing mint, dill and cumin. But neglect, neglected the weightier matters of law, the justice, the faith and the mercy that we're called to. We have built up our own personal fortresses of the way things should be, that we tend to block out God calling us to step outside of these fortresses and see what God is actually calling us to do, to be active. When we are stuck, there's no point in being passive. We're already passive because we're stuck. We have to be active to get out of this position. Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These are familiar words for some of you. You might have seen them on bookmarks, in cards, or heard them used in prayers. But my job today is to move this passage beyond just a sentimental phrase 
to a point where can, we can not only understand what it means in our relationship with Christ, but we can also engage with it. Are you weary? Do you carry heavy burdens? Do you need a rest? I'm sure all of us scream, yes. Wouldn't it be great to sit at Jesus' feet, unload all our cares and worries while he deals with them and gently strokes our head and says, there, there, everything will be okay. That sounds amazing. But this is passive resting. Rest, anaposo, in the Old Testament, functions as an image of salvation. In promising rest, Jesus promises life in relationship with God. Do you know any functional relationships that are one-sided? I don't know of any. If rest is an image of salvation and salvation is relationship with God through Jesus Christ, then God plays God's part, but we have to play ours. That's the active part. And this is where the symbol of the yoke comes in to remind us what rest means. The yoke was a familiar symbol of burden-bearing, oppression and subjugation. Yokes were laid on the necks and shoulders of oxen and also on prisoners of war and slaves. But yoke was also used metaphorically with positive connotations. As in the invitation to wisdom and the difficult but joyous task of following the Old Testament law. When you are yoked, you can't really do anything to change your situation. You can fight and struggle if you like, but it will only tire you out. To be able to rest in the fact that you are yoked is to let go of the control. And in our case, let Jesus lead and guide us direct us and put us to work in the ways that Jesus needs and ways that will bring glory to God and not just to us. My dad had a favourite saying that I remember from his sermons when I, was a, when I was a child. I did listen sometimes. He used to say, let go and let God. That's what it means to rest, to let go and to let God. We can't control much at all at the moment in our world, maybe less than we have ever been able to do in my own lifetime. Now more than ever, we need to let go and let God. The yokes that we create or let others create for us are heavy. Expectation, control, self-worth, success, achievement, they're so heavy because they are so difficult to maintain. When we look at Jesus' teaching and the way he's called his disciples, we see that his yoke is not burdensome, but life-giving. He invites the weary to learn from him. He's not a tyrant, but is gentle and humble in heart. His yoke is easy. A better translation of easy is good or kind. And his burden is light. To take Jesus' yoke upon ourselves is to find our purpose in Jesus, in whom God's kingdom of justice, mercy and compassion is breaking into this world. We find rest when we become part 
of that process of bringing justice, mercy and compassion to life. That is kingdom work. Jesus doesn't invite us to a life of ease. Following Jesus can be full of risks and challenges. He makes that abundantly clear. He calls us to a life of service. But it's a life of freedom and joy. We turn to Jesus. We rely on Jesus. We listen to Jesus. And finally, we respond to Jesus. That is active resting. It is a life yoked to Jesus, free from the burden of sin and the need to prove ourselves, free to rest deeply and securely in God's grace. I don't know about you, but that's the rest that I need most at the moment. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like God is calling you to move from where you are into something new, deeper, more meaningful? Are you tired of banging your head up against the wall? Does it feel like you're fighting a never-ending battle? Then rest. Let go and let God. But know that as we give over our lives to Christ, he will mobilize us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We won't stay still. We will be used and put to work But in doing so, we will be refreshed and energized by the love of God. We can leave behind the guilt and the weight of sin. We can move beyond our desires and we can really experience the transformation that Christ calls us to. Will you join me in this practice of active resting? Amen.